The following is a presentation of the Speed Sport Podcast Network. Kyle Busch won the season opener at Talladega. DeGroot was second. He's the reigning champion. It's the iRacers Download, where reality meets the virtual world of auto racing. Cardwell hoping it stays green. He nearly spins it around. Who's it going to be, Cardwell, Berkeley, or someone else? iRacing's executive director, Dale Earnhardt Jr. I think that NASCAR is starting to see the value and the opportunities that can present themselves working with iRacing. From the Speed Sport Podcast Studios, powered by My Race Pass, here are your hosts, Justin Prince and Taylor Burris. Welcome to another edition of the iRacers Download from the Speed Sport Podcast Studio, powered by My Race Pass. Just myself, Taylor Burris, here this week. Our thoughts go out to Justin as he's currently a little bit under the weather, so we hope for him to have a speedy recovery. But we do have a star-studded lineup of guests, as well as news to talk about in the world of iRacing. Later on the show, we will have the winner of the eNASCAR Contender Series from the Homestead Miami Speedway, Joey Brown, joining us. Later on, Mike Olette, co-founder of The Majors, will also be joining us to discuss the 2023 Season 10 of The Majors. But first and foremost, we do have some things to talk about in the world of iRacing. First starting off is the eNASCAR Road to Pro Contender Series, which kicked off this past Tuesday. And it was an exciting race as we saw three drivers battling it out for the race win. Vicente Silas was starting on the pole position, but had to fight off a hard-charging Derek Justice for that race lead all night long up until the closing laps of the stage. But it was due to the fact of a late race strategy call in pit stops alignments plus a late stage caution that opened up the door for the number 14 of Joey Brown to take home the checkered flag, beating out Salas and Justice for the race win. With that, that changes the entire standings here with currently Salas and Brown leading with both win-win apiece and one point separating each other in the contender series. As we look further down, of course, it is Blade Witt, though, who holds that coveted 20th position tied with Kevin King, both of them with 32 points. As the next round of the championship will continue on here, moving to the Auto Club Speedway next Tuesday. In other news in the world of iRacing, of course, the eNASCAR College Series had another great week of action, of course, as they were kicking off their third race of the season, heading off to none other than the Charlotte Roval. And it was once again Stephen Wilson who took home a dominating victory over the entire field, representing, of course, his college this past Tuesday night as well. Of course, it was Stephen Wilson, Logan Clampett, and Garrett Lowe rounding out your top three in this incredible season of races. The drivers had to deal with the tight twists and turns of the Charlotte Motor Speedway, where we saw some drivers have to deal with some struggles. But, of course, it was Stephen Wilson, who was one of your final four playoff competitors in the eNASCAR Coca-Cola iRacing Series, who took home a strong finish for the Iowa native. The next round, of course, for the eNASCAR iRacing College Series, powered by Nate Star League, will move on to the Nashville Super Speedway. And if you are in college right now, you can also have the chance to go out there and compete in this special event. You have until Tuesday, November the 29th at 8 p.m. when time attacks are eligible from 11th, November 11th to the 25th to go and compete and set your fastest time at the Nashville Super Speedway, where then later on you will have the chance to go head-to-head and compete for your college for the eNASCAR iRacing College Series. Of course, for more information, visit playflyesports.com forward slash enascar for more information. Currently also right now, the world of iRacing has a couple of other special events getting ready to kick off. 
course, the season of NASCAR has come to a close, leading, though, to the NASCAR iRacing Winter Series, which will kick off this week. Drivers from all around the world will get the chance to race in one of three 1987 Cup cars, whether it be the Chevy Monte Carlo, the Ford Thunderbird, or the Buick LeSabre, and, of course, a 12-round schedule to compete head-to-head in some of those grueling tracks with this car. Racing kicks off, in fact, on Wednesday this week, as we see drivers hit to the high banks of Daytona International Speedway. Of course, drivers will have the chance to compete for this, as for bragging rights, before the next season of the NASCAR season kicking off in February of 2023. Also in other news, the final one of the final major events for the VCO Championship, the Suzuka 10 Hours, competes this weekend as GT3 cars are the spotlight class for this week as they head to the great, renowned Japanese circuit in Suzuka. Drivers will compete for 10 hours, and you can catch all the action on Race Spot TV, where you'll see some of the biggest names in radio and motorsports broadcasting get to take the call, of course, such as people from the Radio Show Limited group who will lead that event, and looking forward to seeing who will come out on top for this VCO World Championship. With that, we are going to take a quick commercial break, but when we come back, we will have our first special guest of the week. It will be none other than Michael Lett joining us on the iRacers Download to talk all things about the majors and what to expect for the 2023 season. You're listening to the iRacers Download from the SpeedSport Podcast Studio, powered by MyRacePass. Welcome back to the iRacers Download from the SpeedSport Podcast Studio, presented by My Race Pass. Taylor Burris here, along with our producer, Richard Colbreth, and, of course, one of our two special guests joining us, Mike Willett, joining us from the Majors. And, Mike, we've had you on the show back a while to talk about the Alien Project that you guys had, but now we're about to talk about something even more special, the Majors Season 10 a landmark season for you guys and first and foremost congratulations 10 years of amazing racing that you guys have put up thank you uh very much i appreciate you bringing me back on it's always nice um and yeah it, it's uh, really hard to believe that it's it's been 10 years to be honest <laughs> it's gone pretty fast well, talk a little bit about this. What was the major idea, excuse the reference of this, of course, for coming up with this amazing league, just as a refresher for those who maybe have never heard about it or who are wanting to learn more about the history behind the majors? Yeah, sure. Uh, so in 2013, uh, in May of 2013, uh, for whatever reason, I just wanted to host an Indy 500. And uh, we decided to make it for the Northwest Club um only and it was a big success uh we we had a broadcast it was actually one of gsrc's very first broadcasts uh as a company so it's kind of funny the serendipity there a little bit but uh anyway so our very first event was the indy 500 in 2013 and after a few months you know i kept having people ask me we should run another event you should do something else you should do something else so uh we from that spawned an entire year of of races um and we wanted to just sort of uh, mirror, not mirror, but uh, pay tribute to the biggest races in the world. And so that's where the idea of the majors comes from. And uh, yeah, so we try to, we, we've tried to uphold that every year since. I mean, you certainly have. I've had the pleasure of either calling some of the races, working with GSRC, or even competing in some of these events. And you have come up with a wide array of not just some of the big events of today that we see, but also respecting and bringing back some of the stuff that regarded as far as the past utilizing the amazing content that iRacing provides 
Yeah, that's right. Uh, we try to we try to have a historic race or two every year, um, and obviously we try to um, dip our toe into things that maybe aren't as uh, quote unquote popular uh, on the service, but uh, have have some significance uh, in the real racing world. And and really, we try we try to pay homage to to that idea all the time. And uh, you know, one of the things that is uh, I get the biggest kick out of is when you know, somebody who's traditionally an oval racer uh, runs in a road race for the first time or, you know, learns about what the significance of that road race is. Really, that's the history is, is sort of really important uh, in our series and vice versa. I can remember I had a uh, Jan Brony, a guy from uh, Sweden. Um, he ran in his first uh, Copper Classic uh, a few years ago <laughs> and ne never heard of the event, uh, but just sort of fell in love with the idea of it because of the major series. And that's really what, what uh, we're all about. It certainly is. I mean, there are some events that I've seen you post over the years that I've never even heard of growing up as a motorsports fan. So it's always fun to go and do the research on some of these special <laughs> events, which was kind of cool to learn about. Yeah, but, exactly. But of course, looking ahead or looking at this past season, you've done a phenomenal work as it is. How would you rate season nine compared to what you've done already in the past? I mean, I think the biggest one that everyone talks about is the majors 24. Right. Well, that's true. Um, so season nine was a good season, uh, no doubt. Uh, I think we had just over 700 uh, drivers compete in at least one race. Um Obviously, would love to do more than that, uh, but that's not bad. We're pretty happy with that, uh, and that does not include the majors twenty-four, where we had thirty-five hundred drivers uh, compete. So that was obviously a big success. That was our second year running uh, the majors twenty-four, um, and people really look forward to that race, man. Let me tell you. But uh, no, it was good. It was a good year. Uh, Fourteen races, a lot of competition, a lot of championships came down to the last week. Uh, I think the people. By and large, enjoyed enjoyed the variety um, that we provided this year. So I, I would mark it as success for sure. It certainly has been a year of success. A lot of great champions, a lot of great drivers from all walks of life around the world coming out to compete. But we now look into 2023, season 10. And, you know, you made your announcement video not too long ago, back on November the 6th, and you already started a slogan, every race, a season is the <laughs> one that we're looking forward to looking, seeing of a season never to remember, or to always remember, and walk us through the planning going into season 10. Boy, that's a good question. Uh, so... I just said that season 9 was a success, and, and, I, and I would stand by that, uh, but... Um, I also said that the Majors 24 was our most popular race. Both of those are true statements. And I've been doing this for 10 years now. And I'm going to be totally honest. When planning the Majors 24, running the Majors 24, and that's just one example. Uh, but that sort of gets your juices flowing and makes you get you excited for the race. Uh, as you see the entries come in and you see people uh, really have a great time and are excited to participate. And then when it's over, that they had such a great time doing it. Um, I mean, I can remember we had over 1,500 people in our Discord drivers meeting at five in the morning, my time. <laughs> before the race it was just mind-blowing uh it was so fun um and, and we kind of want every race to be like that now i realize i'm not I'm not naive every race is not going to be quite that uh, uh popular from a number of drivers perspective but uh we'd like every race to be 
more popular than they are, even though they've been pretty popular. We'd like every race to have just this super intense competition all week long leading up to uh, race day where you're really fighting to make it into that top split. Um, and so every single race is going to have elements of that. Um, and that's where we came up with the slogan in every race a season is because we want that full race week to feel like a season. We want it to be like, whew, I'm, I'm done with Daytona when the 500 is over. I don't want to see it for another year. Uh, it was felt like a full season. And we want that same feeling to happen every single round where you loved it. You, you absolutely were just jazzed the whole week. Um, you put everything you had into it. Uh, you left it all on the line. But at the end of the week, you're done with that one. That's That season's over, and we move on to the next. It certainly is a smart idea of how to go about doing that because everyone leading up to just one of those events is a week full of practice. Drivers trying to get their best qualifying attempts, etc. Leading up to the respective race weekend that we're you know seeing starting, of course, on Saturday and everything leading up to Sunday. But, of course, you have a lot of different regions to cover. I mean, pretty much around the world, it's a global championship, respective with each regions. And you're actually going forward with a couple of new ideas of how to go about with the regions now in 2023. Right. Yeah, we are. Uh, so along the exact same the, the concept is really what is driving all of the changes that we're making. Uh, and, and I, and I sort of just explained, you know, what we're after from a feeling perspective from each of the, from the drivers. Uh, and so in order to accomplish that, uh, we need to be realistic about, uh, how many drivers we can get in a particular region and in a particular time slot. Um, uh, and, uh, not only the regions, but the divisions, so pro versus sportsman, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and, and going back to that whole majors 24, everybody's in the same region. Everybody's in the same division. There's no segregation whatsoever because it's a 24 hour race. There's just one split. Um, and so that drives, you know, that popularity just a little bit more even. And so realizing that, um, you know, we've run, uh, three regions for now five years, uh, since 2018, the, the Americas, the uh, European, and the international. Uh, and we've had really good participation. I mean, awesome participation, given the fact that we are spread out across the whole world. Um, and we bring in hundreds of drivers all across the whole world. But uh, by the time you get towards the end of the season, and this, you guys are all familiar with this in any leagues you've ever run in, uh, you know, participation does dwindle. Even if it's still good, it dwindles. Um, and, you know, in a region like international, I'll use that as the best example, you know, we would get to the point where uh, we only had one split, you know, the last multiple races. And again, it's a nice full split, nothing wrong with that, but it isn't, it doesn't allow us to do all the things we want to do from uh, a race week uh, intensity perspective. And in, in looking at the numbers, uh, they just weren't there from, from the international side, um, from the Australia, New Zealand side to, to feel like we could bump that up every week. So we consolidated from to three regions to two, uh, instead of the Americas, the European and international, we're just going to have what we're calling the Pacific region and the Atlantic region. So two regions. So we'll bring in more drivers into each, into each region by definition. Uh, and we're also opening up, uh, the Pacific region. Uh, we are catering to a time zone that we've never catered to before. And that's Saturday night, um, on in the U S. So, uh, we've done Sundays in the U S Sunday nights, Sunday mornings, but we've never done Sunday, Saturday night. And so, uh, there's a lot of people that can't do Saturday nights, but I'm sure there is a lot of people that would love to do Saturday nights. So hopefully we bring in a whole new demographic, uh, and a lot more drivers. So that's the idea anyway. 
I can tell you for someone like myself who agreed Saturday night is a great opportunity for a lot of drivers to go out there and compete, at least here in the United States per se, compared to maybe a early Sunday morning or Sunday afternoon, depending on what region of the United States you are. But, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, let's now look into this amazing schedule that you already have. A lot smaller than what we're used to seeing. Normally, like <laughs> you said, 14 to ma- or 12 to 14 rounds we normally see. This year, you're only doing 11. That's right. Yeah. Uh, so we've done 14 rounds since 2015. So a long time. And so it's a little bit of a shock to people um, to see us go down. But again, that's part, again, it all feeds into that every race a season. We want to have enough time between races that people can kind of cool down, that they can get amped up for the next one. And uh, it's, you know, we're not, we're certainly not a weekly series. We never have been. Uh, but usually we, you know, we're anywhere between two to four weeks between races. Um, and this year won't be totally different. We'll have, it's, it'll be more like three to five weeks between races on average, uh, but a long summer break. So when a lot of people are not not on the sim anyway, um, and that's a championship killer for a lot of leagues I know is that summertime. So we're literally taking uh, the end of June, July, and August off. Uh, we we uh, Beginning of June, we have the Majors 24, and the end of August, we have our... Uh, wild card round with the Long Beach uh, IndyCar race, but big break in between. That's that's something new for us. Um, I think that's going to be a really positive thing to let everybody recharge their batteries and and just do what they want to do, personal life, and not feel like they have to fit fit a race in. Um, so we'll see how that works out, but I'm pretty excited about it. So yeah, eleven races. Uh, we were going to do just ten uh, because of the tenth anniversary. Uh, I'm, I'm sort of a geek like that, but, uh, we decided that we wanted to, uh, at one more race, uh, we called it the roots, uh, round and that's where we got the Sandown 500 on the schedule. So I'm really glad we did. Uh, that's going to be a cool race. Well, let's talk about some of the other races. Of course, the first round of the season is the predator series. Explain, mm-hmm. of course, the predator premise when it comes to the majors series, of course, because the predators was just a, not just of a single race, but it used to be also a certain style of racing that you guys would do. Right. Yeah. We, we've done a predator series in the past and they've never been, the predator series was never popular. Uh, just being as honest as I can. Um, I think, I think the predator race people, people tend to love predator racing. Uh, they don't necessarily want it as part of a championship and they also don't want a steady diet of it, if that makes sense. Uh, but, uh, with the every race a season concept, I threw that out the door and I said, you know what? I love the predator, uh, format. It's something that we invented. I mean, not, not literally, but it's, it's our version of it. Um, and we, it's certainly, we coined it the, the predator, um, many, many years ago. And we did that as a way of, of having multi-class races, uh, score fairly in a single class series, if you will. Um, and it was sort of, that was the reason that we came up with the predator format to begin with. But, uh, uh, yeah, uh, I feel strongly about the format. It's a majors original. Um, it's something that's part of our heritage and I, and I wanted to keep it going. Uh, we hadn't done it for a couple of years and, and I had missed it to be honest. Um, we, we put it at the first race of the year. So as to minimize the impact uh, that anybody might feel from a championship perspective, if they feel like hey, I chose the wrong car, or now I, I got screwed of a championship. So anybody who's not familiar with predator, it's essentially handicapped racing where we'll in this coming year, we're running the two hours of, uh, well, we're mimicking the 12 hours of Sebring. It'll be a two hour race. Um, and uh, we'll put a handicap on both the prototypes and the GT3 cars will start out on the grid while the prototype cars are sitting in 
pit lane waiting to go, <laughs> waiting for their handicap to expire. Uh, and then when their handicaps expire, respectively, and they take off and they try to track down or hunt down, i.e. Predator, uh, the uh, GT3 cars that will be leading the pack. So uh, it's, a, it's a super exciting form of racing, and it's our best broadcasts, in my opinion, bar none bar by far, because you have no clue who's going to win um, until the last 15 minutes of the race. So I'm really excited to bring Predator back, and uh, it's uh, the intention is for us to open every year uh, with the Predator uh, format in round one. Sounds like a very smart idea and a cool idea to get some racing action going. Of course, the next round is also a fan favorite, a staple to the major series, the yep. Intimidator. Of course, normally, you know, we expect to see a wide variety of NASCAR-style racing, but explain a little bit of why the name change instead of just like everybody does, the Daytona 500. Well, you, you said it. Uh, so there's a million Daytona 500s on the service, and we've done them. You know, this is our 10th, so... Uh, this will be our 10th Daytona 500, uh, which we're really proud of. Uh, we've got a long history of Daytona 500s, and we do it a little bit different than most you know, leagues. I mean, there's been some great hosted Daytona 500s on iRacing over the years, uh, obviously the Podium 500 and, and others. Uh, but one of the things that we've always done differently, and it's part of our ethos, is we aren't a go-or-go-home series, right? So most big, huge events, you're, you're qualifying into that final race and if you don't make the final race you don't make the 500 uh, and there's nothing wrong with that that's awesome right there's there's there is a massively a place for that but that's just not been our style so our style has always been that you qualify into a split um and you know last year i think we had 10 splits in the daytona 500 this year we'll have i'm sure at least that many if not more uh, so anyway but the date the intimidator we changed the name for two reasons number one because there's uh, daytona 500s everywhere uh when we changed when we did the majors 24 uh we realized wow that's kind of cool that you know we are now people look forward to that race by that name if that makes sense and so uh it almost distinguishes itself from the 24 hours of lamar as its own deal it's the majors 24 and so people really want to do that. And so we, we kind of want to build that same tradition with the Intimidator and all, and to be totally honest, like the podium 500, uh, you know, people look forward to that race by name. You know, we, we look forward to people looking forward to the Intimidator race by name. So, uh, that was, that was the whole reason behind that. And again, with the majors, you know, we like to honor, uh, the history of, of, uh, real life racing. Um, what better way than to, to honor Dale senior every year at, uh, Daytona. It certainly is. Of course, rounds three and four are going to be, of course, at New Smyrna Speedway with the tour mods. The MTCR, of course, will be utilizing the touring cars, which has been a staple for some of your other series that you used to have here for the majors. Mm -hmm. Of course, I believe I remember correctly at the Nürburgring. We've done touring car racing at the Nürburgring with the with the 2.4 hours of the Nürburgring before. Absolutely, uh, we we try to get a touring car race in every year, one way, shape, or form. We've done uh, BTC racing, BTCC racing uh, at uh, uh, before, uh, and we're we're doing it again this year at Knock Hill. So very excited about that. It certainly is. And then, of course, one of the things that everyone looks forward to is all the special awards as well as trophies, as well as also the playoffs, end of the year. I mean, you have put a lot of work and effort in with some of these special trophies that pretty much that makes you stand out compared to a lot of other leagues and series because there's very few of them that go above and beyond as far as with trophies, award ceremonies type deal compared right. to what you guys do. 
I, I appreciate that, I, and I think that's fair. I think that's fair. We we try to stand out in that regard, absolutely. Um, I realized long ago that uh, the competition for drivers in leagues was going to just always ratchet up. Uh, it was never going to die down, uh, which meant you always had to you always had to do something different and new um, to stay ahead of that curve. And, if, you know, for a long time where your races broadcast, well, that was a big deal. And that got you a long way. Uh, well, then broadcasters started coming all out of the woodwork and, and most, a lot of leagues have broadcasted races, some good, not some, not so good, but they're broadcast. Uh, so that didn't necessarily set you apart. Um, some races, you know, a lot of the leagues do money races. That's cool. Just not something that we've ever done or want to do. Uh, so we said, you know, let's do some real physical prizes. And I've done that from day one. Uh, but last year we introduced the coins. Um, and that was a way for us to do a lot of physical prizes because the coins are small. Uh, and I can ship them for not too much money, uh, if, if I'm just being completely candid. Uh, but they're really cool. Um, and everybody that gets them just is in awe over them. They're just so unique. Um it's a one of a kind type of a deal. And anyway, so the coins were a big hit last year. We'll continue to do that. And we're able to, you know, we're able to distribute. I think I distributed over 500 coins last year total. Um, and we'll do way more than that this year. So really, really excited about that. It certainly is an exciting time for you guys. Season 10. I guess now the biggest question is where can people go to register? Where can people go to learn more information as well as apply and have a chance to go and compete in this championship? And of course, when does the season kick off? Yeah, thanks. Uh, well, season kicks off uh, second week of January. So we, our first round will be the week before uh, the Daytona 24 on iRacing. So we, we do that on purpose. Uh, so second week of January is, is round one at Sebring, the Predator round. Uh, they can go to find more information about the series at MajorSeries.com. Uh, you, you got me a little early. Uh, we're not quite ready for registrations yet for 2023, but uh, that's okay. Uh, we're actually redoing the website entirely from scratch. Uh, the domain will say the same, so it'll still be majorseries.com. Anybody can go there now and get good information. Um, but a whole new process as far as registering and, and uh, stats recognition and uh, history and team building and all that on the new site. So uh, pretty, pretty excited about that. But uh, that's still a few weeks out. Well, Mike, I got to say thank you for your time coming on the show to talk about this amazing series, talk about the future of it, as well as what we could expect, and looking forward to covering the series next year in 2023. Thanks, Taylor. Uh, and again, race. <laughs> Anytime you want. And that's, it's every race a season. You don't have to race the whole year. You know, a lot of people, I'll, I'll, I'll do one last plug. Uh, you know, a lot of people feel like it's a, it's a, it's a league. It's a series. So if I'm not in it from the first race, I, no point. If uh, if I can't make every race, there's no point. That's just not the case. You know, we welcome uh, one-offs. We welcome what we everybody likes to call ringers. You know, we welcome that. We want that. We want our our members want to face the best anyway. So you know, if it's you know, if if you have a special type of race you want to do and you don't really not interested in doing the whole series, that's okay. Not a problem. We want you in the races. So come on out every race of season. And I appreciate you having me on. Of course, Mike. And of course, for those of you who listen to our episode here on the podcast, we will have the links of both the website, themajorseries.com, as well as also the amazing quality YouTube video regarding all about the 2023 schedule. 
You learn more information about the major series, what to expect, as well as the rest of the entire calendar in 2023. And, of course, you'll be able to see all the action kicking off next year in 2023, the second week of January, as Mike pointed out. So for Mike Willette here, of course, of the major series, we're going to take a quick commercial break. But when we come back, we'll have the winner from the E-NASCAR Contender Series, Joey Brown, here on The Download. Welcome back to the iRacers download from the Speedsport Podcast Studio, powered by My Race Pass. Taylor Burris here, along with our producer Richard Colbreth, as we are now joined by the winner of the eNASCAR Contender Series, Joey Brown, taking home a amazing victory at the Homestead Miami Speedway this past week. And Joey, I have to say, first and foremost, what's your thoughts and emotion? I mean, you did a stellar job in the qualifying series and now come out going head to head with two enascar coat drivers and basically just taking that win away from them in the last closing stages uh i mean it's it's been awesome um i was part of the what was uh then the the peak antifreeze series it used to be the um what the current coke series now back in 2013 2014 so to come back after these years and and to be able to compete at that level again it's it's been pretty awesome um we've had a lot of good guys that we've recruited uh we just formed our uh kind of a new team we're still we're still associated with uh Ryko, but we, we just started victory one here uh, more the pro level esports kind of thing and that's what we're going to be focusing on uh, we just added a couple of veterans kevin king and we, we have brad wright brandon hogg brody kostecki and uh just added timmy holmes as well he's been he did really well uh, but man it's been it's been awesome for for really the first race that this team has been together to get a uh, a one-two finish out of it it's it's just been pretty cool it certainly is and of course like you said i mean this is not your first time going head-to-head against some of the biggest names since you were a former coke series winner back when it was the peak series and you've been on the service since 2009 and been able to just grow and see the changes basically since the infancy of iRacing and Compared to when you were first originally competing and trying to work your way up to the Peak Series to now working your way up to what is now the Coke Series, what are some of the bigger changes that you've seen that's been beneficial for racing here on this service as well as the ladder system? Uh, I, I think the competition's a lot more stiff than it used to be. There's a bigger member base, obviously, um, and with that comes a higher level of uh, just that competition that... Uh, um i don't think we used to have i mean i think the uh the top guys were always as fast as some of the top guys now but uh once you got like towards the the back half of the field it it kind of tapered off a little bit whereas whereas now is i would say anyone in the coke series has a chance and and can win any race at any given week i think just the level of competition is is a lot higher than it used to be um even coming through the road to pro and and now the contender series um it like the whole field is separated by a tenth, maybe two tenths. Um, so it's just real tight. Um, good qualifying is is very important. I've always been pretty good at that. Um, but yeah, it's 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 been a lot of fun. Um, I never would have thought that the uh, the Coke series would have gotten as big as it is currently. So that's really cool to see that happen. Um, I hope it continues to evolve and grow in the future um i don't think anyone really expected um it would become what it has today back when it first started in in 2012 um but it's been really cool i'm glad to be a part of it Uh, i'm glad to be able to compete at this level still uh hopefully 
this win pretty much locks us in for next year, which is exciting. Um, so yeah, just 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 looking forward to next year. Gonna keep digging and uh, just keep keep getting it. Uh, and then looking over your stats for 2022 alone, I mean, not only were you would be so had a strong run in the qualifier series, but overall, I mean, 91 starts, 35 wins, 60 top fives, an average finish of ninth, and your win in top five percentage is 38.4 and 65.9 percent of the races you win are you either won or finished in the top five. I mean, walk us through the importance of just being consistent like you have been racing at this at the levels that you are today because i mean looking at this information i mean we see drivers who maybe race the same amount of numbers as you did or even more and their percentages are <laughs> much much lower what is what difference you compared to other drivers where you're able to go out there and be just so consistent when you go out and compete um you know i really don't like racing unless I feel prepared for a race. So that's probably why my race count is much lower than, than a lot of the other guys that uh, I compete at this level. Um, so if, if I'm not prepared for a race, I, I typically don't like to race it. And so going into the races, um, I typically have a pretty good setup going into it. I know how the track's going to progress. So I, I have a lot more homework basically put in into whatever races that I do make. Uh, so I think that contributes to the the high win percentage and the top five percentages. But uh, um, so yeah, I think that's that's mostly what um, goes into that. What are some of the things as far as without delving too much, maybe, but some of the homework maybe that you do in order to make sure this is the race week that you feel like you'll be strong enough to compete in? Or maybe what are some of the takeaways that you realize, ah, maybe I need to just either take it easy this week or move on and get ready to focus for the next round? Oh no, we never take it easy over here. Um, but uh, no, it's just uh, you know, just making sure everything's looking good on telemetry. Um, making sure the, the the setup that we're building it it stays consistent and uh, and and stays balanced through the entire uh, run. Um, we have partnership with ESC, um, so we'll do pack testing and stuff like that. So we can have. We'll get up to 15, 20 cars on track and practice to make sure we get that good dirty air practice, make sure the setup handles well in, in, in pretty much every condition that uh, that we'll experience during the race. So um, we just have a lot of uh, one of those tools and and people that allow us to delve into some of those things that some other smaller teams might not have. Um, we have the uh, our, our RICO app that we developed. Um, so we're able... If I feel like I'm off somewhere compared to, to Brody or Brad or, or any of those guys, I can delve into that and, and compare throttle and brake inputs. And and we go into that and we have our stint analyzer that's associated with the sheet too. So whatever runs we do is automatically uploaded into that. We can see if we're running too hard at the beginning, if we're uh, driving too hard or not driving hard enough and, and those kinds of things. So we're able to... Um, we have a lot of tools that uh, that allow us to uh, make sure that we're prepared for the coming week. It certainly is. Now, of course, the next round is going to be at the Auto Club Speedway, a track that pretty much everyone's quite familiar with racing. What's your focus? Are you going to try and maybe go back in there for more wins week in and week out, or try to find a way to just stay consistent, make sure you stay comfortable inside the top 20? I mean... What is your goal or helping out with your teammates such as Kevin King or a couple of other drivers to try to make sure they get in to the top 20 for 2023? 
Um, I'd like to say I'd be content just to ride and, and just focus on finishing. But, um, I mean, the best odds of finishing race are to run up front all race and not get stuck in the back of the pack, right? So that's, that's kind of the plan is have something good for qualifying, qualify up front, and just stay up front, stay out of the trouble. That That's the mid-pack craziness the, that that comes with these races. Um, so I think, I think that's pretty much just our game plan is just uh, um, qualify up front, stay up front. Well, Joey, first and foremost, we can't thank you enough for coming on this show here. Where can people go to learn more about your career, follow your career into 2023, and, of course, see what you do in and outside of sim racing? Now you can follow us on Twitter. We're Victory1GG. Um, we have we have a website also, Victory1.GG. Um, you can go there to, to learn about the team and everything. Um, I'd also like to thank... Uh, the Garza Law Firm, they're, they're uh, been on the car, pretty much going to be on there for the whole Contender Series. They've been providing a lot of support to us as a team. Um, they've been just incredible as far as what they've been able to do. Uh, they provide uh, support to allow us to give out free short track setups to pretty much the whole service. So if they wanted to come on here and, and run some of the competitive short track stuff, that we have those available to them for free. And that's because of the Garza Law Firm uh, sponsoring that. Um, Rosa gems have also been huge as far as helping everything out. Um, and, uh, so yeah, um, I'm on Twitter as well at Joe Brosa 14. Uh, that's, that's, that's about it. Um, we're working on a Facebook page to follow that. We haven't really, uh, got that all nailed down yet, but, uh, it's in the, in the, the future plans. And, uh, so yeah. Well, of course, for Joey Brown joining us here, Mike Willette, who joined us a little early on from the majors, this has been another great week of the world of iRacing. If, of course, want to learn more, go visit iRacing.com for learn more special events, such as this weekend's VCO Suzuka 10-hour event. Catch all the action on Race Spot TV. But for our producer, Richard Colbreth, I'm Taylor Burris. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the iRacers Download from the Speed Sport Podcast Studio, powered by My Race Pass. <laughs>